Can I get an amen? You got an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Hey, y'all. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen? We are hoping that anytime you tune in with us, we're leaving you a little bit better than you were before we found you. In our podcast, we hope to ignite something inside of you as we share our passion for personal growth, finding our God-given talents and gifts in this world, and also our love for living an intentional life. And that something sparks inside of you um, makes you, you know, shout out. Amen. Amen. Say it again. Number 10, number 10. Please bring us in. <laughs> we are back for our 10th and final mini-series episode for the Lenten season with Father Nick Dupre. He is bringing it home today with the 10th way that the devil oppresses us. Take it away. All right. Number 10. We are going to save the best for last, the last gift of our Lord to us as he completed his mission was that he gave us his mother. And so ignoring, rejecting, or showing indifference to the Blessed Virgin Mary is one way that we allow the devil to oppress us. So let's start with a scripture quote. John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene, When Jesus then saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. And so, if dying men don't waste their breath, and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, said, Behold your mother before dying. We could say, what, minutes before he finally gave up the ghost. And it's very powerful, if anyone has seen Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, to see the way that Satan's defeat is portrayed. Uh, This screaming um, hooded figure, the hood flies back off of the... Mm. Uh, I think it was an actress, no, that played. It was a very, um, the the look was kind of hard to distinguish. It was kind of gender indiscriminate, you know, or indeterminate. And it was just. Oh, that played the devil? Yeah, Yeah. it was. It just kind of added to evil not having form, like a formless figure, you know. Mm -hmm. There were eyes, there were appendages, there was a sense of lurking in the shadows, the way that Satan was portrayed in that movie, and it was um, done very well. And But at that moment, when Jesus dies for all sins, the, the mother is there, Jesus Christ, you know, and he's not going to just throw jabs at the end he's going for a haymaker he's going to finish his mission well and he is going to give us the weapon and that is our mother and so we say in a very final way a true way so that satan can hear it satan fears mary satan fears mary he knew she had power when christ was dying for our sins on the cross And he said to all Christians represented in John, the beloved disciple standing at the foot of the cross, behold your mother. So if you take her as your mother, she will do what all mothers do. Their role in the family 
is to bind the children to the father in loving obedience to his will. And I remember being taught some things from one of the founders of the uh, religious community I used to be a part of. I had had so much, so much really just given to me. I had many, many graces that I I never knew would come my way. But one of the uh, founders there, Father Jerome Fry, he was a uh, Marist priest. He was of the Society of Mary. And so he had a lot to say about Marian piety. And just in passing, just very casually, he would say, whenever you pass a statue or you, you pass a grotto, uh, pray a Hail Mary. Um, many saints talk about carrying a rosary, just simply carrying a blessed rosary, um, clutching it in times of temptation. Why you have on the end of a rosary, a crucifix. We talked about that in the ninth way that the devil oppresses us, keeping our focus, you know, and I think we also talked about it in the eighth way the devil oppresses us, you know, don't let our eyes wander, keep our eyes focused on what? Christ's passion. Well, who's there at our Lord's passion? His mother, the queen of heaven and earth. And I think this is also a good time to talk about the devotion of the five first Saturdays. And I don't know how many people know this. Um, admittedly, I had to learn this kind of later on in my journey. Uh, did not, you know, get taught this right whenever I was getting serious about my faith. Um, and in December 1925, uh, Sister Lucia uh, was given this knowledge that there are five blasphemies that are committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And the first is blasphemies spoken um, against the Immaculate Conception, right? So denial that she was conceived without original sin, right? And the boy, that stuff's out there, right? People don't like that we have as Catholics this high veneration of the Blessed Mother. Well, do they know why? And if we say, well, she was conceived without sin, she was a special vessel. She is the mediatrix of all graces. Her soul was not touched by original sin. She was created to be a pure tabernacle to hold the living God. She was um, a place where God dwelled, yet she was not consumed. You know, she no one can see God and live. And yet she had God inside of her. She was holy. She was immaculately conceived. And some people say, no, no, she was just a human being. Don't raise her up. Well, that's a blasphemy. That is a blasphemy when you speak against her immaculate conception. Second, blasphemies against her perpetual virginity. She's just a girl. Her and Joseph had sex. Scripture talks about Joseph and Mary having other kids. Didn't Jesus have brothers? You know, and and of course, that's people who aren't aware of the Greek use of language, the term brothers. It can mean anybody in your family. It can include your cousins. Right. So people who speak against Mary maintaining herself as inviolate. She was one who was given over to a sacred union with God. And she remained a virgin perpetually. Blasphemies against her divine maternity. People who refuse to see her as um, who she really is, as the mother of God. Um, our, our 
Muslim brothers and sisters out there, this one's challenging. This one's very, very challenging. Uh, they don't believe in the incarnation, that it is really God that took flesh. Because as soon as you say that, well, then who is Mary? She put flesh on divinity. And so we can hold that she is the mother of God. Jesus Christ is 100% divine. Council of Chalcedon. We've been holding this for over 1600 years, uh, solemnly defined. She has this role as the mother of God. And this is why it's owing to her that she be the queen of heaven and earth. Four, blasphemies against those who... Um, uh, or those who publicly seek to sow in the hearts of children indifference or scorn or even hatred of the Immaculate Mother. Obviously, you know, these kind of go all hand in hand. You know, they'll hear Catholic dogmas on the Blessed Virgin Mary and they make it a mission, right, the, to, to deliver people from the idolatry of Mary, you know, and those are offensive to Mary, those who are in their mind on some kind of rescue mission are offending the Blessed Virgin Mary, and it calls for acts of reparation. It calls for comforting our mother who has been offended. We should say in our hearts, don't talk about my mother that way. Don't talk about everyone's mother that way. You know, we should be respectful <laughs> of who Mary is, and we should be not afraid to defend her honor. Also, those who directly um, mar her holy images. I remember during the madness of 2020, there was a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I can't remember what particular kind of apparition was being portrayed in this sculpture, but it was in Abbeville. And one got hit, you know, with all this crazy stuff that was happening to Catholic statues. I don't know how many people know about that, but I was watching all of this, man. I was on the phone with my mayor. God bless him. He's Catholic. I said, hey, 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 what's going to happen? You know, are you going to just say this is church property and you're not going to come and defend these statues? Because I do expect you in some kind of police protection because these are sacred, you know, and and God bless him. He said, don't you dare worry about those statues, Father. We got you, <laughs> you know, and um, it was like, all right, great. You know, but it's a it's a serious offense because what that image represents is what's important. Right. Is we want people to know who our mother is. And if you don't respect her, then you have to respect what Jesus Christ did as he was dying on the cross. So that's why we stand on John 19 verses 25 through 27. If it was worth it to him to give us a mother, then who are we to say she's not important? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. I know. I have so many thoughts about that. Well, think about mother. what happens after yeah. the cross. You know, John's the only disciple that's there, the only apostle that's there, right? Yep. And then they go into, basically, they all come come back and they go into hiding in the upper room. And who's there to, like, keep the hope alive is Mary. Like, she was the one who they all leaned on. That, to me, is something that I think about when I feel the temptation to, like, question, you know, um, how Mar how I can, like, allow Mary to take me closer to Jesus. Because it is sometimes a struggle 
you know, as a mom and as a woman of faith to feel like I can relate to Mary or that she understands. Um, but I think now, now knowing that's probably the devil trying to place that down into my head. Mm. So when you look at what she did for the apostles, it's just, how could you not lean on her? That's why, mm-hmm. that's why he said what he said at the cross is because he knew they would need that. He yeah. knew that they would doubt. They would want to run. They would want to hide. They would not believe anything that he said, but she was the one who nurtured that. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful to me. Yeah. I struggled for a long time. I think I've said this on an episode before. Um, going to her, um, first and foremost, not that I ever didn't respect her. I didn't understand her role probably until more recently and really start to respect and honor that role. Um, I always just ran to Jesus, to Jesus, to Jesus. And then when I started really kind of diving into the rosary and and paying more attention to to our blessed mother, first and foremost, just her yes alone yeah. is the most powerful yes anybody's ever going to hear, read, say. It's going to be, it's the most powerful yes in the world. And God created this story. He didn't have to give Jesus a mother. He could have just mm. plopped Jesus on the planet, right? But he gave us a blessed mother, a, a, a just a true, beautiful, innocent saint of a woman a queen he gave us a queen and yeah shame on us for not running to her but also i was thinking about this when you first started talking about men and their dying breaths and i'm like you know what happens to a man when he dies and to women who do we call out for (laughs) right before we take our last breaths we want our mama Mm -hmm. we want our mama yeah and you know who the most powerful person in the house is more often than not the mama bear like don't mess with the mama bear which is why i love how i was just flipping through my phone looking for a quote i was trying to find and it just kept coming back to satan is terrified of the blessed mother Mm -hmm. well guess what buddy i would be too you know like just the ultimate mom and i always struggled running to her because i have like the best mama bear on the planet but but knowing her just absolute power and beauty and God's plan for her is just that's there's something very magical about that. Mm-hmm. And I also happened to spend almost I would probably say three of the six hours that I was in my bed last night saying Hail Marys <laughs> for the world, for the war, for, mm. you know, for whatever Jesus, whoever Jesus was telling me to pray for. Um and she always puts me right to sleep. Like when I, you know, there's something so beautiful and meditative mm-hmm. about the rosary. And it's always during a Hail Mary where I feel like she's just rocking me right to sleep, you mm-hmm. know. She just brings, she brings ultimate peace because she brought the Prince of Peace, mm-hmm. you know. Like she's just, yeah, she deserves all the things, all of our hearts. I love that great thought you presented he could have come and saved us any which way With he chose. With a turtle if he wanted to. Like <laughs> literally he turtle. could have done anything. And he gave us a queen, a blessed virgin mother. Yes. I know. I'm sorry. I was just trying to prove a point. You're right. You just had that so ready to go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <A> turtle. <laughs> turtle. Okay. I was like, where does this be ridiculous because he really could have done it any way he wanted yeah. to. And see, these are the kind of questions that make for theology mm-hmm. could have done it anyway we know he's supreme 
all-powerful. No one has more power than God. We know he has a desire to save us. And so theology dares to ask the question, why did he choose to come through a human mother? How did he do it? You know, if she's a member of the human race, how could no one can see me and live? He tells Moses, right? Yeah. How can anybody who is full of sin like the rest of us, right, and has a strong tendency towards evil, how are they able to say yes in such a difficult challenge, Mm -hmm. you know? And like you said, the greatest yes in the world. I love that. And you had to have some special graces. You had to have some, not because of her own merits. And that's what a lot of Mm -hmm. um, naysayers will put forward. They'll say, I think they're too caught up with any one of us being special on our own. It's like, Mm -hmm. nope, they don't understand. No, by God's gift. Mm -hmm. And what does a mom do with the father's gift? She gives them to the children. Mm -hmm. She's a good mother. She's not a jealous, greedy woman. You know, it's like, no, maybe other women, but not her. She was given something. She knew she wasn't worthy. How is it? How is it that, you know, that this would come to be? You know, mm. she's she's greatly troubled. She didn't think it was owing to her. Nothing in Luke says that, you know, she knew it was grace, you know, not that she had done anything herself, but God had given this to her to give to the world. So you only benefit by honoring her mm-hmm. and you protect yourself from Satan. Well, and talk about a weapon. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if you just had like a little bear you could like let out of the cage whenever Satan was coming? You have one. Yeah. Yeah. Is she mama bear? bear. Yeah. yeah. I like Mom, that. Yeah, like mama come at you with everything she got. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That concludes our uh, <laughs> our Latin mini series. Now I hope y'all enjoyed it. We're ready to fight the devil. Yeah, <laughs> ten ways, ten ways we gave you. Oh yeah, that was good. I love that you ended with her, man. She just she's she's so beautiful. She's so miraculous. She's the she's the jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 <laughs>